Hello, and welcome to the Broke Bingo Addict. This is a podcast that ventures through the wild and crazy world of bingo. This is much more than your grandmother's bingo. My name's Shari, and welcome to this week's episode, which as always is for entertainment purposes only. In case you're not aware, a few weeks ago, CBS launched a new TV show called Loteria Loco, and I hope I'm saying that right. So uh, it is a show that is based on bingo, okay? I'm not sure if you've all seen the scratchers. Uh, I play that one a lot, the Loteria uh, scratcher, but it is. You're trying to get so many numbers all down the row. So as opposed to matching anything, you're trying to get um, five numbers in a row, either across, diagonal, or horizontal. So... um, yeah, that's what the show is, hosted by Jaime Camille. And I'm not sure if I'm saying that right either. When the show came on, I said, I'll watch this and they'll say his name and I'll know how to say it right. But as luck would have it, they didn't. They just put up a place card. And so it's like, okay, you people are not helping me. But anyway, I think the host's name is pronounced Jaime Camille. It's C-A-M-I-L. And as he said, this is the first multicultural, bilingual, Latin-inspired game show to ever appear on primetime television. But as exciting as that is, and uh, groundbreaking, there are actually two reasons I was really interested in seeing this show, okay? Now, the first one should be obvious to all, okay? It's bingo. (laughs) Anything that's got to do with bingo has got my attention. So I was really excited to check that out. And the other thing is because I do research, okay? I'm not sure if a lot of people are aware of it. In fact, I think very few people are aware of it. But before I retired, I spent the last 20-something years working in television research. So when I see a show that one has got bingo and two is going to have some kind of ratings that I can look at and get some kind of an opinion on, I got very, very excited. So it was kind of the best of both worlds. So what I'm going to do for this episode is I'm going to give you some of the information about the show, just in case you haven't seen it, so you can get some kind of idea of what it's about. I'm going to give you some of the ratings information, and I'm going to give you my opinion of what I thought about the show. Okay. So now the first thing to start off with is to give you some little information about the show. Again, it's called Look. Loteria Loco. And essentially what they have is they have two contestants, all right? And then each contestant needs to get three numbers. So unlike a regular bingo board where you've got to get uh, five numbers, this is only three numbers. And But again, it's the same situation. It can be either horizontal, vertical, or diagonal, but you got to get three. And then the person who gets three twice, okay, who does it two times, which is getting Lotteria, whoever gets Lotteria gets to go on and play for a million, okay? But there's a lot of stuff going on before you get to that point. Essentially, you're going to have 15 numbers on the board, okay? Now, like I said, you only need to match three, but just like anything, that's a lot easier said than done, as those of us who play bingo always know. But you have 15 numbers, you have to pick a number, and then behind that number is going to be a card, okay? It's going to be a cow, it's going to be a car, it's going to be whatever, and hopefully that card, whatever that card is, is going to be on your card. And again, your card is a total of nine, okay? You've got three across uh, for three rows, okay? So you got three, three, three for three rows. And that's what you're trying to get. You're trying to get either three diagonally, three horizontal, or three vertical. And again, from picking these numbers from the 15 numbers that are up there, okay? But also among those 15 numbers are some things called loco, Okay, these are local cards. And what happens there are local challenges. And what happens there is that you have the opportunity to try to win some more money. Okay, so that's not bad. They have these little games, they tell you what to do. I think one of the games that I saw is 
was like they had a song and they changed the words to the song for in a way that you had to guess what the, the new word would be at the end of the song. And then they had the dancers, because they have dancers, uh, do a little dance and then they line themselves up to spell out whatever the correct word is. Okay, so they've got those things. And you can win a lot of money. I think the one one of the ones I saw was like $10,000. I think there was some other was like $25,000. I don't want to swear to it. But again, you can win some uh, extra money just playing those games. But the ultimate goal is for you to get Lotteria twice so you can go on for the million. Oh, and I don't want to forget, not only is there the million at the end that you have, when you're doing this game, when you're playing it, behind the card, you want to get the card and you want the card to be on your playing card, but you also get money. So after they turn the card around, whether you have it or don't have it, you're going to find out how much that card is worth. Now, if you don't have it, then your opponent is going to get that that money, okay? And I think they get the card too. You know, I'm not actually sure, so we're going to have to go back and find that out. But whatever, they definitely get the money that you would have gotten for that. So, okay, so are you with me? Let me repeat that real quick. It's Lateria Loco. What you're trying to do, you have two contestants. Each contestant is trying to get two Latarias. In order to get that, you need to get three, either vertical, diagonal, or horizontal. Okay, so just three, not five. And if you do that twice, if you beat your opponent twice, then you get to go on and you play for the million dollars. All right? So that's basically what the show is. Or at least that's the basic gist of what the game is. The show itself has got so much more going on, okay? You've got Sheila E., all right? So in addition to the host that you have, Jaime, uh, you also have Sheila E. You've also got all these dancers that come up for different things, uh, partly for the little challenge, the local challenges, and just in general, some little dance routines that they throw in there. So this is my part where I'm going to give the information about what the show is doing. So when the show first started, what they did on CBS is they put it on after The Price is Right, which is actually a pretty common strategy. When a new show's starting, you kind of want to give it as big a boost as you can possibly give it. So you want to pair it with something that you know has got a, a pretty good audience, okay? So hopefully the people who watched the show before are going to stay and they're going to watch the show afterwards, you know, and then create some kind of a buzz and keep that going. Now the show didn't keep, uh, you know, as much as you'd like. You'd like it to keep the entire audience from The Price is Right. But they, they did keep half their audience. So basically what that is is the the uh, Price is Right had like an 0.4 rating, and I think Lataria Loco had an 0.2. So that's that's losing half your audience. And this is in adults 18 to 49, which, by the way, is what people uh, care about in advertising. So that's what happened with that. And then it kind of stayed steady, though, week after week, because... It actually held on to its two rating for the following week, although it did see a dip in week three. So just so you know, by the way, these are what are called live plus same day ratings. And when you have television shows, there's actually a lot of other streams now because there's so much streaming on television. There's so much DVR. There's so much, you know, other avenues of how to watch these shows. So these are just the basic viewing for that particular day. The show's overall rating could certainly change when you add in Live Plus 7 Day, as well as all of the other platforms that are out there for viewing. Now, when taking a look at CBS's other new show, which would be Buddy Games starring Josh Duhamel, Latia Ria is not doing quite as well as that show is. And they both compete with sports programming, but Buddy Games is averaging an 0.3 rating, whereas Latia Ria is getting an 0.2 
but both shows actually skew toward older people, okay? 50-plus viewers are the people who are watching this show, and uh, particularly females, okay? So women 25 to 54 uh, are huge watchers of the show, and I got to imagine that 50-plus number is also being skewed by or dominated by women, although, again, males seem to like it too. So that's the basic. We'll see what's going on with this show. I don't know, uh, you know, if it's going to go for another season or when it's going to picked up or how many episodes or any of that information. But right now, because of the writer's strike and everything else is going on, it has a pretty good chance of hanging on the network for a while and hopefully building some kind of an audience. Okay. Now, again, I'm saying hopefully for the show, but this is the part where I'm going to give my honest opinion of the show. Okay. Now, I was very excited to see it. Again, it was bingo and I didn't know what they were going to do. And it was nice to see us represented on television. So I was very, very excited. But I tuned into the show and I got to tell you, from the very get-go, okay, from from minute one, I was like, there is just too much going on. It, it was a problem for me. There are the dancers, and there's Sheila E., and there's just all these bells and whistles, and oh, we got to do this, and now we got to, you know, run over and do this other little thing. And it, it, it was just too, too much for me personally. You know, and I think also because it's a new show, people are trying very hard. I'm going to go back and watch some other episodes. I have to admit, I only watched the one, but people are trying just way too hard to be charming and delightful or or whatever. The, you know, the contestants seem kind of forced in their, you know, uh, attitude or whatnot, but it was just too much for me. The dancers, and then you've got the local challenges and bells, like I said, just way too many bells and whistles for me, but you never know. Things can grow. People put their comments out there and then uh, producers hear about it and the show changes. And I know they actually got a lot of input from actual uh, bingo players, so they obviously cared a lot to try to make it uh, as good a show as possible. But like I said, there's definitely some things that are still kind of hindering my enjoyment of the show. And um, hopefully they'll get that fixed so it can stay on for a long time. You you want to be something like Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune, something that's been on for (laughs) decades, okay? So we'll keep our fingers crossed because like they said, it's the first multicultural, bilingual, Latin-inspired game show to ever appear in primetime television. And it would be really nice if we could keep that going so we can have some representation of of the Hispanic culture as well as the bingo culture. So keep fingers crossed on that. All right. Now, it's been a minute, but I actually have to do a quick little bingo lingo update for you, okay? (laughs) We used to do these fairly regular, but I think most of the lingo is out there, so it hasn't been necessary. But I have run into a couple of little things that I definitely feel like mentioning. Uh, The first one's going to be, you've heard me say it so many times, pull tabs and flash, okay? For the longest, I didn't know why they call it flash, but I finally found out it had to do with the, the board, okay? So the flash board. But anyway, those are the two most common terms that you're going to hear about pool tabs and or flash. But there is another term that I that I have heard recently, and I hadn't known about this until maybe a few months ago, and that term is safari. When I go play at this place called St. John Bosco, that's what they actually call their pool tabs. They say safari, <laughs> which, by the way, was very disconcerting in the beginning because I didn't know what they're referring to. And there's actually a pool tab out there that's called Safari. So I didn't know if they were just having tons of that particular pool tab or what, but just in case. So, you know, there are places that actually refer to pool tabs or flash as Safari. So uh, don't be surprised if you ever hear that term. And I also want to mention that a lot of times too, that when people are playing these, 
here in Southern California, or certainly every place that I play, when you do win one, whether it's Safari, whether it's uh, Pool Tab, or whether you're calling it Flash, whenever you do one, you sit there and you yell, bingo, okay? So that's very common. But now I've also realized that there's another thing that happens sometimes. Back east, I've noticed, I think this is in in, uh, Pennsylvania, but they say ticket, okay? There's actually been a few other places. I think I was in Washington, D.C. one time, and I think they said ticket, okay, which also kind of confused me. So bingo is not necessarily yelled. Sometimes in some places they just say ticket. So um, either way, just make sure if you're winning to call that. (laughs) Make sure you get that. So the other term I want to talk about is something called optionals. Okay, so I don't know if you're aware, but one of TikTok's bingo influencers, uh, AJ of Bingo with AJ, (laughs) had the San Antonio Roundup a couple of weeks ago. And when I was talking about it on my podcast, letting people know what's out there, one of the things that I mentioned was that you had optionals. And to be honest, I had no idea what optionals were. And even though I was just kind of regurgitating what was on his flyer, so I wasn't too terribly worried about it, it just occurred to me that I don't want to go around and not know what something is. So I actually called and I spoke to uh, Chris, okay? His name was... Chris Keller at Northeast Bingle Hall out in San Antonio, and I asked him, what the hell is that? Uh, and I feel bad. I mean, it Clearly, it's, it's not as complicated as one would think. They're called optionals, and they're basically just that, optional pieces of paper that you can get. He actually said optional, uh, either double action or a paper game. So it sounds like you can either do it in the computer or outside of the computer. And I really hope I'm saying this right. I didn't want to drive the guy too crazy asking too many questions, but that's what he said. So you have those. And I know that when we're at Bosco Tech, they've got something too. Along with their special games, they sell these single sheets, okay? So it's just one single six-on sheet. You can buy as many as you want, which is basically if you feel like you have a game that you like playing a lot or you want to increase your your uh, odds by playing an extra uh, pack or a sheet and a certain game, but you don't want to do it for the whole night, then you can buy these extra sheets. The problem is that people don't necessarily understand that. So I've seen a lot of people, myself included, initially buy them because you think it's a game because it's just kind of sitting up there with all the other stuff and you think it's some kind of a game and you want to make sure that you're not missing out on anything. So you buy some, okay? So you buy these things and you have them later on. And then the night goes by and it's getting later and later and you're kind of realizing, it's like, wait a minute, they still haven't played this game. So I need to ask them about, you know, what's the scoop on playing this game? And ultimately, like I said, people find out it's like you, you could have played the game at any time. You could play it with any kind of game that you wanted to play if you felt like you wanted to have an, an extra sheet for something. But it is confusing. And so the optionals kind of confuse me a little bit. I hope I, I, I've gotten that kind of clarified and I hope I'm saying it right. AJ, somebody can let me know if I'm not. But if, if I am, I'm, I'm blaming Chris because I called him and asked him. So Anyway, like I said, I just wanted to clarify those couple of things, you know, about the safari, uh, ticket, and optionals, okay? So anyway, that's it for this week's episode of the Broke Bingo Addicts. I hope you enjoyed it, and I definitely hope that you'll come back again. Thanks so much. Bye. It's not a game. It's a red stick.